Hey, I'm Steph. I'm a motivator, creator, small business owner, and educator. I'm a lover of all things health, spirituality, inspiration, and business. These are just a few words to describe me, along with passion, grit, and resiliency. Regardless of what I'm up to, I am soul-driven to create a purpose-filled life and find the advantages in adversity, all while keeping a smile on my face. Soul Driven with Steph is a podcast that will fill up your cup and leave you feeling empowered, inspired, and on fire as you listen to interviews and stories of other soul-driven and strong women that have overcome against all odds. This podcast was a calling on Steph's soul to serve, connect, and share stories of struggles and successes, all to create a community so that you know you're never alone. Grab a cup of coffee, get ready to learn, laugh, and leave with wisdom and strategies to connect to your soul and get back in the driver's seat of your life today. Here's Steph. Hey, it's Steph, and I am so excited to be back for another solo episode with you today. And I wanted to share a little bit of the journey that I've been going through lately, making these big pivots and massive changes, and how to really break it down into just daily action steps. I've had so many conversations lately with other women, especially whether you're in business or just life, going through huge, massive changes and transformations and pivots and having to make really hard decisions. And sometimes, actually oftentimes, what stops us from even making those decisions is the overwhelm of all the things that come with it and all the the action steps and the to-dos and tasks and the people you need to tell and talk to, those are the things that actually prevent us from making the massive changes that we need to in our life or in our business. So I want to take you through just the process that I've been going through of making that initial decision, what led up to it, how you actually make it, and then what comes after that. So this is all on making massive change and breaking it down into small, tangible steps. The first thing that I think is really important before you even make a big change, transition, pivot, or decision is to really sit with it, to sit with yourself and to get out of the busy, crazy hustle and bustle, just, you know, the chaos of everyday life. And oftentimes that is what we're stuck in. And when we're constantly so, so, so busy, we can't even listen to our thoughts or intuition or tune into God and the universe and, and really get quiet and listen to what it is that our soul really wants. So the first thing to do before you even make that decision or big transition is to pull yourself out of the busy day-to-day and really sit with yourself. Get quiet. Maybe grab a journal. Get out in nature. Reconnect. Just allow your mind to quiet so that you can actually hear your intuition or talk to God and get some inspiration and some inner knowings and messages of really what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to go. I think that our our path and our purpose is always there for us, 
we just need to be able to get quiet so that we can listen and tune in. And of course, that's why I'm a huge proponent of even a practice like yoga or meditation allows us that quiet, that space to really tune in. So another way that you can do that, absolutely the first thing you should do is be quiet and get quiet with yourself. But also I think what helps is talking it out with people that we know, that we trust, that love us and want our best our best interests and keep those best interests at heart. Sometimes it's helpful to just talk it out with them. Almost no, I don't want to use the word vent, but to say things out loud. And that's why like even working with for example a coach, a life coach is helpful because all they're doing is asking you questions and then when you answer them, a lot of times the answers come to you. We have all the knowledge and the answers within us. I truly believe that, but we maybe don't actually voice them out loud. So when you actually start to talk about these things, and I'm going to give you some questions here to ponder, but we might actually figure it out just by talking it out with someone that we know and trust. So I want you to think about, and I keep coming back to this question, and that's a huge reason why I started this podcast, is how do you want to feel? I think I've said this on almost every episode. How do you want to feel? A lot of times we're stuck And we feel like we need to make a big decision or pivot or transition because we don't actually feel the way that we want to feel. Maybe if it is in business, it's not working out the way we thought. It's maybe just life. It feels heavy. It's it's not living in alignment with what it is that you say that you want. So how do you want to feel? Notice I'm not saying, what does success look like to you? which is a great question to ask, but I don't want to talk about just how it looks. I want to talk about how does it feel? You know, is it balance? Is it peace? Is it abundance? Is it relaxation? Is it enjoyment, joy, happiness, gratitude, fulfilled, um, ambitious, excited, like I'm just listing words, (laughs) but truly think about how you want to feel. And what does that look like? So that's where you can also ask, what does it look like? But first start with the feeling, that internal emotion or feeling, and then start to think about what does that look like? If that was how I felt, what would my life look like? And what do I want it to look like? And how can I start to move towards that? So for example, one of the first things that I did when I was thinking about making this big huge pivot, um, not only into real estate, but then also to transition out of my own brick and mortar studio for my business that I've had my own space for six years now. So to step away from that felt really scary, but I started to sit with the, the emotions of what I was feeling. And it was, you know, that my life felt unsustainable and that it was, I was out of alignment with, you know, what I believe about health and just who I am. And so I didn't feel the way that I wanted to feel. So then I had to ask, well, what, what is it that I'm going for? How do I want to feel? And what does that look like? And how would I start to move towards that? So when I wrote down the feelings and the emotions that I wanted, which was, you know, just, abundance and 
joy and gratitude. And not that I don't have these things now, but this is what I wanted to lean more into and really just a sustainable business, a sustainable lifestyle. I wanted more peace. I wanted less chaos, less stress. So once I started to feel to lean into the feelings of how I want to feel, then I had to say, well, what does that look like? And to me, that was letting go of my space and getting rid of the huge overhead. It was um, having less classes on the schedule so that I could really show up super well to the ones that that I really enjoyed and that other people enjoyed too. And maybe it was, um, you know, doing this pop-up model and how fun and exciting that would be. So I actually started to list what that would look like for my business in this example. And then actually starting to think about, you know, okay, well, how could I start to move towards that? So the first is to sit with it. Take that time to pause, to reflect. I always encourage journaling. It's so funny. I just looked back on journaling that I did a month ago with this exact exercise that I'm giving you and all the things that I wanted to happen that I said, you know, what does that look like? All the things that I wrote are happening, which is just amazing because I put it down on paper, I put it out there and now it's happening. So I'll talk a little bit more on that. But I also want to emphasize just sitting with the emotions of it. A lot of times it's really hard to make a decision because we're in a process of feeling all the emotions. Maybe it's disappointment, maybe it's sadness, maybe it's bittersweet, um, maybe it is anger, frustration, but it's okay to feel all of, the, all of those emotions. And even in the last podcast, I talked about just grieving and how that was a big emotion that played a part with my decision was being able to grieve and let go and move forward. Um, but it's okay to feel the emotions. And that's why you need to sit with it first, let it go, and then tune into your intuition and your inner guidance because it's there. We all know exactly what we need to do, but oftentimes we either don't trust ourselves or we're just not simply quiet enough to let those ideas flow into us. So that is step number two is to release it and let it go. So sit with that decision, that big decision, pivot, transition, And then once we actually make the decision, we decide we're going to make the pivot, we're going to leave the job, leave the space, leave the relationship, whatever it is, then we need to do it, release it, and let it go. I always call it, you know, ripping the Band-Aid. It's the scariest part, but as soon as we do it, we immediately feel lighter, we feel better just less burden, probably less stress, like this huge weight is lifted. And that is when we start to really get into alignment with what it is that we journaled or maybe said in that first step that we want to feel and what we want our lives to look like. Once we release it and let it go and just get into the feelings and the energy that comes with that, which is terrifying at first, (laughs) but then it starts to feel just like freedom and liberation. And it's, 
it's a it's a releasing process. So once we make the first hard decision or announcement or pivot or transition, then we know that we are, can get into that energy and alignment with the universe, with our plan that God has for us. And then we start to open up to all the opportunities. So when you're in that second phase of releasing and letting go, it is so important to stay micro-focused on those core desired feelings of what you want to feel and how you want your life to look like because you are in prime manifestation mode for what is to come. So keep focusing on what it is that you desire, how you want to feel, stay in the energy. I keep saying that I'm in the vortex. I can feel it like one thing after another just keeps aligning and aligning and aligning and aligning. And it's almost like you start to second guess it a little bit like, hmm, this is maybe too good to be true or everything seems to be working out perfectly. So when is the ball going to drop? And you have to stop those thoughts from coming in. Do not let that voice of fear and negativity, and maybe it's just conditioning, that scarcity mindset of you're used to things not not working out the way that you hoped. You have to let that go and know that you're on the right path. If things are starting to fall in place perfectly, then you know that it's meant to be. So you've got to stay in that energy and open up to opportunities. I cannot tell you how important it is to let go of how you think something is going to happen, because I can tell you that it's almost never going to happen the way that you originally thought it would. And that is honestly one of the most crazy things that I never fully believed until just this whole change has happened for me because I never thought that this is how it would turn out. For example, I've made the decision once I let it go to leave my current studio space. I surrendered to whatever was going to happen. I knew what I wanted, but I stayed open. And I'm not only going to be able to have a space for my yoga classes, a Zen studio inside of Greenhouse, which is literally a minute from my house. It's so amazing that I get to be in partnership with another fantastic female small business owner. Couldn't have asked for a better alignment. And I get to go back to my original studio space that I started in 10 years ago. And it feels like the biggest full circle moment that I've ever had in my career. And I never would have imagined myself going back there. And not to say there's not any, you know, reason why I wouldn't have wanted to, but I just always thought that I wanted my own space. And I know now in this season that I actually don't need that. It's not serving me the way that I thought it would. So going back to my original space, gave me all the feels and I knew it was the right decision immediately when I stepped in the studio. So it's never going to work out the way that you anticipate it will. And that's okay because it's God's plan and, or the universe plan, whatever you want to call it, your higher purpose, your plan is, is already created. And I truly believe that like we know within ourselves what that plan and purpose is, but we have to get out of the way and allow it to fall into place. So that's why I say, oh, stay open to opportunities, you know, making those connections with people, just putting the word out about what you're looking for, whether maybe you're looking for a new job, start to talk to people about what it is that you're looking for. 
you know, I started to talk to people about the space that I was looking for and what I wanted. And, and, and that's how you kind of transpire and create just the right opportunities and connections that you need by continuing to put it out there and talk about it because you never know what connection is around the corner. It could be exactly what you're looking for. And I always say that too, it's like, you know, every seed that you're planting with someone could come to fruition in a way that you had no idea. So that is the second step is to release it and let it go. So we sit with it. We get really super clear on how we want to feel, what that would look like. We release it and let it go to the universe and stay open to opportunities. And then we start to re-envision, which I feel this is one of my favorite parts of the entire process, especially being a visionary. And if you're a business owner that's a visionary, this is where it starts to get really fun, is you actually get to strategize out what your new life looks like after making this super hard decision, really hard pivot, or whatever that big transition is. What does your life get to look like now? So I always start with just a huge brain dump. So again, I'm really big on journaling, but this is where a brain dump can really come into play is, okay, Now we get into the energy of overwhelm a lot, right? So we made the big decision. We now have to move towards it and do all of the things that go with it, which can be really, really hard. Again, like I said in the beginning, this is what prevents people from making those big decisions is all the strategy and the re-envisioning and just the work and the action steps and also telling the people that need to be told what this decision is can be really scary as well. So brain dump everything you need to do. And also think about who do you need to tell? And what I mean by that is, you know, obviously if you're leaving your job, you need to talk to your boss. Um, For me, I needed to talk to my team first and tell them what my plan was. You know, I needed to talk to my members and let them know what was happening first before telling, you know, the rest of the world. So that's a big step here is when you do make a big transition or decision like this, you do want to think about, you know, who do I need to talk to about this? Then what do I need to do? Because you want to get people on board. You know, if you have a team or even just your family, um, having them understand your decision, even if they don't understand it, feeling the energy around the decision that has been made, which even if they don't understand it, they need to know that you feel lighter and you feel better about it. And that's how, if you're afraid of people not supporting you in your decision, if they can truly see and feel that you are so excited about it and you feel amazing from it and you feel less burdened and they can actually feel your energy being lighter because of it, then they will support you, even if they're maybe not happy about the decision or, you know, it affects them in some way or they're sad or whatever it is, you're never going to be able to control the perceptions of others. So as hard as that is, they're going to perceive it in whatever way they want. But if they can see how much better it is for you, most of the time people will respect that. 
And again, sometimes they won't, and you just have to be able to let that go. And that's all part of the, the releasing process. But once you tell the people you need to do, then you need to get people on board with, you know, if you do need their help, if you have a team or, you know, uh, you're making changes and you want feedback. So you want to dissect and map out and plan almost like you're working backwards. So when you're in the strategizing and the planning and re-envisioning stages, I want you to give yourself deadlines, especially if you're a small business owner or you're maybe leaving a job that has structure, you need to give yourself deadlines to actually move forward. So for me, I knew my deadline was the end of the year as far as launching something new. And then I gave myself the deadline of the end of this month that we're in November to be out of my current space. So I needed that deadline. So then I could say, okay, this is how many weeks that I have. These are all the tasks and things that I need to do. So the brain dump, the deadlines go hand in hand. Once you have the brain dump, once you create a deadline, then you can start to look at, well, what is the priority. What needs to happen first? What is the most important thing? So that could be, like I said, telling the people that you need to tell. It could be creating a um, new product or service or offering. For me, I'm building out an, an amazing healthy holiday challenge for December while we don't have a studio space. And that's a huge project that I know I need to finish before the end of November. So just an example there is like, okay, if you need to build something to make this big decision or pivot, what does that look like? What are all the details that go into that? What do you need to do? I'm literally saying get down to the nitty gritty details brain dump everything, and then start to prioritize it. What needs to happen first? List your priorities, and then you start to plug them into weeks. I would recommend giving yourself no more than probably three months to make the deadlines and whatever big pivot or decision that you need to. Because honestly, getting past a quarter or three months is now really stretching out your time. Could you do it? Yes. But I'm talking about condensing it down and working on a deadline. And I've had to do this so many times. Like I did this and all of my build outs um, were, you know, under three months. And even this big decision I made at the beginning of October and basically gave myself the deadline of the end of the year. That's just what works for me. You can adapt it however you need to. Maybe you give yourself one month. It depends on what it is, right? But I'm working off of like a two to three month timeline. So you have at least a good chunk of time to what I call sprint and rest. Okay. So you can work, work, work hard and then give yourself a break. And you also see a light at the end of the tunnel when you have a deadline or multiple small deadlines leading up to one large deadline. You can give yourself that, that, that time in between working really hard, doing those sprints and then rest and recover to do another one. So Everything wants to, we want to break down into weekly priorities. I work in numbers of three, like I just said, three months, three 
priorities every week, big priorities, and then we break those three priorities down into daily priorities. So when you're doing this, you can take those things that need to happen first and then chunk them down into small action steps in that week. So if you need to, for example, for me, that was finding two new locations. So I made the big decision. I let my team know. I let my members know. And then the next thing that I needed to figure out was where I was going to do pop-up classes. So I stayed open to opportunities. The right alignments came to me, the right opportunities and people and alignments came to me. Then I focused on being able to roll that out, announce that. I knew I needed to have that. And then I could start working on the healthy holiday reset that I'm doing for December. Then I'm going to focus on the new membership options. Then I'm going to focus on the schedule coming for January, which we don't need right this second. So notice how everything just happens one step at a time. Those are the big priorities. And then I break them down weekly. So I go three months out. Every week, I have three big priorities. And then every day, I have three priorities. Now, am I doing three priorities seven days of the week? No, but at least four or five so that I can slowly break things down. Then I can move on to the next big priority the following week. I know this seems like a lot, but this is truly how you get a lot of things done in a very short amount of time. So I'm going to talk to you about what I call my four-part to-do list. And I got this from Ashley Alderson, who owns the Boutique Hub, and I give her full credit, but it has truly transformed my life. So every week, I fill out the four-part to-do list where I have four quadrants. The first quadrant is my every week list. So things that I have to do every single week. For example, do my social media posts, my team email, my bookkeeping, and or up, update, updating my dashboards. That's every week. Then the next quadrant is this week. So this is where I put my three priorities for this week right? So I write down the three things. And then the next quadrant is the later list. So this is where I would write the upcoming week priorities that I'm not working on yet, but I know that they're in the pipe dri- pipeline and they're coming once I get through the priorities this week. And then the last quadrant is the outsource list. So that is some are the things that you're going to delegate to someone else. Maybe you have a team. Those are the things they're working on. Or if it's like a family dynamic, maybe your significant other, maybe your kids, whoever's helping you along the way or people that have offered to help put those tasks in the outsource list. Or it could be like paying someone to come clean your house paying someone to meal prep for you, the things that you don't want to do, you might even just outsource to someone that you can pay to do them too. So that's my four-part to-do list. I fill that out on Sunday night every single week. So I go into my week knowing exactly what I'm focusing on that week. And then I can even break it down each day into what needs to happen to move the needle forward. So again, you might not work like this all the time, but if you're making a big transition, pivot, change in your life, and you're on maybe a short amount of time that of 
things that need to happen and get done, then this is how you do it. This is how you take a massive big change and break it down into small, tangible steps. The other thing that I want to really be clear on is when I've been going through this process for myself, and that whole idea of staying in alignment, staying in the flow, when I hit a wall on a task or something that I'm working on, I move to something else. I don't stay stuck because it kills my energy, it kills my vibe, and it gets me out of the flow which is not what I want. So if I hit a wall or where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this yet. Or I don't feel like this is the right thing. Then I step away from it. Maybe that's a good time to take a break. Remember I said sprint and rest. Good time to take a rest. Or I walk away from it and work on something else because I feel like that is a piece of the puzzle that I'm not meant to discover yet. So for example, um, I was, I had a Zen yoga space picked out. I was ready to roll on that, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do about my fitness classes because I really wanted to have all the equipment available and I wanted to have showers for my members. And I was just really stuck on how I could go about doing that. So instead of trying to force it and figure it out and I just let it go, I focused on other things that I could work on. And that's when the connection and the opportunity to go back to Ironworks became a possibility was when I wasn't focusing on it. And it 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 came around then when I wasn't thinking about it because I wasn't trying to force an outcome. So that's just a small ex- example of how when you're going through this process and you're in the flow and you're in alignment, don't let yourself get out of alignment because you don't know a piece of the puzzle yet. Because again, we don't know the how. We know the what and we can work towards it doing what we can, but we don't know the how. So if you're trying to force a how, then I want you to either take a rest, go do something fun or step away and go do a different uh, project or task that you can work on. So we went through three steps to make a massive change, break it down into small, tangible, actionable steps. First, sitting with it, taking that time to pause, to reflect, to journal, maybe talk it out, feel all the emotions, tune into our inner guidance and ask ourselves, how do I want to feel? What does that look like? How can I start to move towards it? And I know I just said how, but I'm saying like, what do you need to maybe do to move towards it as in take that action and rip the bandaid and release and let it go, which was step number two, making the actual decision, making the big pivot, the transition, noticing how it feels when you let it go and surrender it, and then staying open to the opportunities that come with it. And if you're in this season, can I just tell you, and and you're still not ready to surrender and let go and make the decision yet, can I just tell you how much lighter and free and liberated you will feel on the other side of that decision? Because it's fear that holds us back. It's maybe 
holding on to something that didn't work out the way that we wanted to, you know, it's frustration, frustration, <laughs> see, I'm frustrated just saying that, disappointment, maybe it's the fear of feeling or looking like we failed that's holding us back from making a decision that we know is right in our soul. And I promise you that on the other side of walking through that fear and walking through that big, hard, heavy, scary decision is truly your better self. It's the self that you are here to be. It's the self that is truly your purpose and your soul mission because we know that going through these things is what is going to get us to the other side of who we're truly meant to be. And, and, and it allows us to get into that energy. Once you let it go, the energy around that freedom of surrendering, like that literal or physical burden that we feel just weighing us down, stressing us out, wearing us down. Once we get rid of that, it's so fun. It's so freeing. And then you can really start to have fun and enjoy the journey because that's what it's meant to be. We're meant to go through the the emotions of it all. That's the human experience. And we don't know how light we can feel if we don't have that heaviness. So knowing that it's all part of your path, it's all part of your purpose and your story. So when you can walk through that big, hard, scary decision, knowing that it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And you are going to meet your better version of yourself on the other side of walking through that big, scary pivot. So don't force it. Stay in alignment. Once you get onto the other side of making that decision, stay open to opportunities. That's when you start getting into the energy of manifesting is actually allowing yourself to dream again, to have fun, to not worry about something not working out because what's meant for you will always find you if you're open to it. So letting go of the how and focusing on the what. What do you want? How do you want to feel? And what does that look like? I hope this is helpful for you. And I just want you to know that whatever season you are in right now, whether you are on the verge of making a big, scary decision, or maybe you just walked through one, that you are not alone. I wanted to share this podcast today because I feel like literally everyone I've talked to lately is going through the, some sort of massive transformational change. And it's exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. And I just want you to know that I am right there with you. And the whole point of this podcast was for me to share openly, you know, real, raw, authentically what I'm going through my own journey so that you wouldn't feel alone and you wouldn't feel like no one understands you or, you know, no one supports you or it's just really hard and other people don't get it because I do. I do get it. And I hope that this gives you some action steps, um, some questions to ponder 
and to, again, get into those soul deep conversations because I truly believe that we're all here and we're meant for so much more than maybe what you're going through right now. And what season or chapter that you're in that is hard is just one story, one part of your story, one chapter. Like I say, everything is just a season. Um, Nothing is forever. Everything is temporary. And we can see that in a positive way or a negative way, but I'm choosing to see it in a positive way. So we have to embrace it, enjoy it while it's here, and know that life is always going to be changing. It's always going to be evolving. We are ever evolving. And that's just part of, again, the human experience. So I hope this is helpful. Please feel free to share this out with someone who maybe needs some of this guidance to go through making a hard, scary change and or someone on the other side who's like thinking, well, what now? What next? I don't even know where to go from here. I hope this helps you and I can't wait to share more soon. Thanks for joining today. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it out with someone else who needs to hear this message. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes drop. And until next time, be sure to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul.